0: You want, I want the truth?
1: You can't handle
0: the truth.
2: Your mother was a hamster, and your father, Snake of Elderberry.
0: I am your father. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Sharp Angles. Uh, the show where we gather three people of varying experiences while watching a movie, uh, sit them down, watch the movie, and then have a meaningful discussion afterwards. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Rich, and uh, we have...
0: Janae and Jeanette.
1: All right, cool. And uh, <clears throat> we got there again. Um, who wants to say bass with me?
2: bass.
1: Yeah, who wants to say Seabass with me? Sea bass. Sea bass. Sea bass. Sea bass. Sea bass. Oh god. Sea bass. Well anyway, we're talking about Thor two <laughs> or Thor the Dark World. Oh, Sea
0: Bass, Sea Bass, Sea Bass. I or. got oh, oh my word, yes, that's from the movie. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes it is. By one of my favorite comedians ever. I love that guy from AIT crowd. Um is it Patrick O'Dowd or Tom O'Dowd? It's no. O'Dowd. It's definitely O'Dowd.
2: Chris O'Dowd. Chris.
1: Chris O'Dowd. Okay.
2: Chris O'Dowd. And he was the best part of the movie.
1: It, it, was, it was great. He
2: was the best part of the movie. Sea bass. Sea
1: so, bass. So anyway, <laughs> um, I guess uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we usually have the, uh, the neophyte go first. But I think in this case, there's two of them.
0: Yes, yes, there, there are. are. All right. I, there's one neophyte who's slightly more impressed than the other neophyte. So, do we want to go with the um kinder rating or the snarkier rating first? That's yeah, the
1: question. I don't know. I mean, typically it, it goes, yeah, you know, like point counterpoint. So, I guess yeah. I mean, we'll do the the positive one and then <laughs> we'll start throwing some mud, and then I'll <laughs> chime in. So. All right.
0: Um. Usually, I, I suppose I start out by saying what rating I would give it. So this one, rather like Thor, number one, um, this movie existed. I have no negative comments. I, I have no negative final comments about it and no positive final comments about it. It just was. So to me, it was a 2.5 on a scale of five. Um, there were some entertaining parts. There were some parts where I didn't really care about anything. But overall, it was overall it existed. There we go. All right. And and then there's Danae's commentary, which is probably going to be much more entertaining than than my summary right there. All right. Danae loved it. She totally loved it. Oh, Fritz cannot express my love for this
1: movie. Oh my goodness.
0: I okay. Now wait, wait, wait. I just have to say one more thing. In the movie's defense, Danae went into watching it knowing already that she was going to hate it without ever having seen it before.
1: All
0: right, all right. Okay, go on. (laughs) But there have been times where I've walked into movies completely and
2: utterly biased against them. And there are several examples I can give you. Super 8 being one of them. Had no desire to see the movie. Didn't think I was going to like it at all. Was sitting there going, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here." here. Is now in my top ten favorite movies, okay? Legit... I did. I sat there and I went, why didn't I want to come see this? I don't understand. This is not one of those times. Okay. Um, Seabass was the best part of the movie. Chris O'Dowd was the best part of the movie. Um, And he is pretty fantastic. And everybody else I didn't really care about. And so, once again, in a Thor movie ended up stopping it for multiple times um, simply because we could, because it's a Thor movie. There was also beverage and Not as much, though. No, that's true. Um, but by the time we got to the end of the movie, I had read Poetry to Jeanette and we had talked about a bunch of things and I still didn't care about the end of it. So... I don't know. I guess I give it a 1.5.
1: Whoa. Oh <laughs> my just, goodness.
2: If I can't muster up a single tear for Mommy Dearest dying.
1: Oh man, really?
2: Yeah, no. no didn't happen.
1: Oh. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, I,
0: I have to say, I'm, I didn't really care all that much either. When she's She was pretty,
2: I mean, she made a good last stand, don't get me wrong. She was a little badass, mm-hmm. and she had it in her. Because in Thor 1, she had about six lines, and in Thor 2, she had about 12. So, I mean, her screen time doubled, and then she died. Right. Um, but I just don't, I just didn't care. Again, the most interesting character is Loki. He did not have an awful lot of screen time in this movie. What little screen time he did have, he was mostly in inter- a prison cell. Um, there was a very touching moment near the end of the movie where he and Thor, as he allegedly sacrificed his life for Thor, where he and Thor decided that they loved each other more than they hated each other. And that was the one interesting part of the movie that Jeanette and I, were to, we had discussed throughout whether they loved each other or hated each other more, or not hated each other, um, wanted to punch each other more.
0: Well, I mean, my theory about the two of them is that neither of them actually thought that the other could die. They thought they could go on being irritated or even hating each other for the rest of their lives, but they would still always be there. Right. And then that didn't happen, and it surprised them both until, of course, Loki wasn't actually dead, which I called just for the record. Who did it? Yeah. You
2: know, but... I have to also be honest with you, when Gollum showed up and um which one was Gollum? Gollum. <laughs> I don't know. The guy who wanted Jane Foster because she had the ether. Malakin? What? Malakin. Yeah, him. Gollum. <laughs> uh when he showed up and and like and he and Thor did that optical hologram illusion thing. Um, there was a point there, in between there and the end, that I didn't see. So I'm not exactly sure what happened at the end.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> but it doesn't make the movie any better or any worse.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> where did you miss? I don't in- in thor no, i i what was the last thing you remember seeing before you saw the end of the movie because i know you saw the end of the movie we were texting back and forth you weren't asleep
2: <laughs> uh the last thing i saw
0: before the end of the movie well you definitely saw thor's hand supposed to right. cut off and
2: i saw that they played the. he went loki now and that's the last thing I saw before I saw.
0: Well, it was sporadic too because I may or may not have drifted in and out uh, because a certain someone was like, "Danae, wake up! I'm not asleep! I'm not asleep! <laughs> asleep. You were snoring. You were making this noise. I wasn't asleep." Okay, sure. Nice. Then two minutes later, Danae, you're asleep. I'm not asleep. So yeah, that, it went like that for a decent three to five minutes, I would
1: say. Gotcha. Which has no experience with that. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Never had that happen. <laughs> In London, which is where where it, I think we were, then um, I mean.
2: No, but I don't remember the I don't ship to London. He and Thor do the weird spatial distortion things. They're fighting. They're going back and forth in Greenwich. No, it's Greenwich, it Greenwich, not London.
1: Oh, yeah, Greenwich, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, the last thing, Jeanette goes, Why, why is Greenwich meantime? And I said, Because Greenwich is on the Prime Meridian. And then that's the last thing I remember until <laughs> basically we see the collector. So.
1: Okay. Wait, so you missed like the entire battle, the entire last battle?
0: I saw some of it. And she definitely saw Loki die, or die, in quotation marks. Right. But it was because she kept waking me up. Jeanette kept waking me up.
2: So I just saw bits and pieces. I don't know what happened. So okay, give us the recap. All
1: right. So the events happen where it's like the fake death death thing, right?
2: Right. Thor's um,
1: death? Thor's death, yeah.
2: Well, no. Thor loses an arm, and he doesn't actually yeah. die.
1: Right. And then, <laughs> And then... Well, yeah, the fake arm thing. But then there's the death. Of whom? Loki. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the quote air quote death.
2: How does he die?
1: He gets run through by the big giant, like, I don't know, dude that turns into, like, a bull or something.
0: Okay. Can I I ask a question about that real quick? (laughs) Because I actually am rather confused about the ending. Sure. So... Loki, obviously, Thor thinks he dies. He doesn't really die. He has that last moment in the, the very end where he's like, mwahaha, you know, I'm going to have my wicked way with the whole entire society. Right. Um, so did he stage his own death just to see if his brother really cared about him?
1: Um, no, he did it because uh, Loki can't be trusted, and he really did have an agenda, and that agenda was to ascend to the throne of Asgard.
0: Yeah, but, so then is daddy
1: dead? See, that's the question, isn't it? I don't know the answer. And I've now seen it more than a couple times now. And I can't figure it out. Okay. Like, you know, it, it, he there is a scene that implies that Loki does something to him. Like, you know, obviously he's sitting on the throne as Odin. Yeah. Where's Odin? It's right. not like he's running around going, Loki, you can't do this because I'm Odin and I'm going to smack you down with my crazy staff of lightning but you know he didn't do that so you you get a scene where you know Loki's playing the part and you don't know what happens to odin i'm assuming uh, you know odin's whereabouts answered in thor ragnarok four or five movies from now so
0: well and i'm i'm all for cliffhangers when you know that there's a sequel coming and let's face it we do Mm -hmm. but i feel as if that was less of a cliffhanger and more just confusing and that I object to.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a little confusing. Um, there were, there were some things that were kind of sloppily done. So, you know, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, it's not like anything like majorly stellar. Um, I'd come in at, I guess I would just give it a three instead of like anything lower or, or higher. Um, you know there there are some there were some cool moments you know there were some like funny slapsticky kind of things and and it's way better than thor 1 um as far as as far as like overall stuff i mean i i enjoyed the movie way more than i enjoyed thor 1 um but it might be because you know there's you know there was more like new things you know you haven't seen this infinity stone yet so you get to see like what it does and you know, like, how it affects people, and it's like, all right, well, that's that's a pretty crazy thing. Like, I wonder what's going to happen when, you know, somebody else gets their hands on it, you know, and then you wind up finding out, I guess, later, um, you know, what, what actually happens. But, <clears throat> um, so, I mean, so that was pretty cool. But, I don't know, like, I agree with you that the end was completely something that was, you know, like, I don't know, cliffhanger for cliffhanger's sake almost. Yeah. Because, you know, I would I would have liked to see what happened to Odin. You know, instead of it being held back from me so that it could be explained to me, you know, two or three years from now when I forgot all about Thor the Dark World.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: because chances are I'm not going back to watch Thor the Dark World again before I watch Ragnarok. I might, but probably not. You know, and. You, though. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be all over it.
0: I'm on it. Nice. nice to tell you. So, in.
1: I mean, I don't know. Like, there are so so many weird things, though. Like, okay, here's my biggest problem with with uh, I don't know if we're getting into this yet, but I mean, whatever. It's a conversational podcast, so we can just do whatever we want. Um, here's my problem with the end of the movie. During the climax, during the final battle, there there was Jane Foster running around with her cool, crazy, you know trans-dimensional like object you know like you know like a radio and she could turn it on and off at will but we know that destinations are you know at its will at the trans-dimensional portals will not the user so why did for the first half of the the of, the, of the climax, things were just happening. Things were, like, bouncing out in and out of space at will. D- they didn't even matter where they were. You know, they were, they were on Midgar. Then they were on that, that gray world. Then they were, you know, flying over by that, that other dude that gets, like, another second of screen time just to look up and go, what is going on with these planes that are coming from Midgar? Um, you know, then, <clears throat> you know, they're bouncing all over the place. And then something else happens, and then all of a sudden, every time you turn the thing, it goes exactly where you want it to go. And I'm like, "What happened? Like, you know, like the magic of cinema? Yes, but that's like, that's that's a problem, you know, because you know, at the very end, where Malakin gets thrown into the the ship by Thor's hammer, and then they, you know, they they twist the thing to go send him somewhere he could have just as easily appeared directly behind Thor and just, like, smacked him in the head. You know, that was a viable destination instead of going back to the Dark World or something. that No one knew they were going to go there. Even worse, when the ship fell and then Eric Selvig uses the same thing, how does the ship go to the same exact place? It could have gone anywhere. It could have landed on the dude still looking at the planes. Rich, I
0: just have to say I'm very impressed right now. Why? You obviously paid so much more attention to this movie than I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just—it's just something I noticed during this. I guess this viewing because in the first viewing, I just took it all for granted. It's like, okay, it's Marvel. It's you know, movie magic before my eyes. Okay, uh, I believe whatever I'm seeing. But in this case, it's just like, no, this is dumb. Don't do this. Like how, like, it breaks everything. So. You know, but all in all, I mean, it's still entertaining. The story moves on. You know, we get we get an introduction to uh, some Act 2 goodness, you know, some, some Phase 2 um, Marvel Cinematic Universe continuum stuff. Obviously, this places it into a thing where, I mean, maybe not obviously. You guys might not agree. But, you know, this is a movie that has to be in the MCU because you have to know what happens with the ether, you know. You have to know it exists. You have to know what it does, and you have to know now that the collector has it, at this point. Yeah, and the collector wants all five or all six Infinity Stones because, did he say, one one down, five to go, or did he say one down, four to go? No, he
2: said one down, five to
1: go. Okay. So so yeah, so they they know that there's six. Okay, um, just you know, fact checking the movie, I guess. Yeah.
2: You said one down, five to go. I, I think so too. Yeah,
1: um,
2: <clears throat> we have consensus. Um, but wait, so they're in Greenwich. Big epic battle happens. Thor, Sam, mm-hmm. Thor. How does the ether come out of Jane?
1: Uh, Malekin takes it from her. On what's what's its face? of guard, the 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 uh, the gray world, during right. the, during the battle. That's-
2: because uh, he and Loki try and destroy it when he takes it out of her, and it doesn't work. The hammer doesn't destroy it.
1: Right, it just breaks it apart, and then Malekin absorbs it anyway.
2: Right, and then Gollum and he fight, <laughs> <laughs> and um, then they're in they're in Greenwich, and then Jane Jane transdimensionalizes him to the dark world and then the ship falls on him is that right
1: that's pretty much it yeah and he's dead yeah yeah but first there's like you know another moment where oh well oh the ship's gonna fall on thor and then inexplicably jane goes i'll save you i'll cover you with my body because that's gonna save you and then the ship falls on Malakin.
0: I missed all of this, and I swear I was not falling asleep. <laughs> Maybe I was so busy trying to wake up tonight that I missed half of the movie.
1: Yep.
0: But wait. So, what happens
2: to the ether? Because then you see the 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 we see Warrior a Princess and uh-huh. chase her in the park <laughs> into the collector
1: wait shakespeare in the park is that uh zach, Le- zach levi's character
2: no zach Zachary levi's character is someone else he's Zachary levi's character is the one who delivers the news to odin that loki is dead and then
1: yeah well i mean he doesn't deliver the news
2: well loki is that was just, that was I...
1: yeah that's loki
2: oh that was the best part of the movie i take back sea bass when cap appears that was the best part oh, of the movie. My yeah
1: God. That, that was hilarious, hilarious.
0: That, that was, was so awesome. Was let's good. have a let's have the uh, round discussion about, about truth, honesty, oh and the American Lord. way. Oh, we had to rewind yeah. that actually because it was that good. Yeah,
1: that was Which, pretty good. I liked it.
0: I love the cameo. It was perfect, <laughs> and the snark—like it was. Here's the thing: is that it was rather accurate.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> Which made it even better. Yes, Captain America would have that that discussion in a heartbeat. And he would think nothing of it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Trying
0: kind to of make him the antithesis of Loki in that cage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also though, speaking of Loki, um, another great moment of the movie was when there's absolute chaos going on in prison. Uh, you know, all the prisoners are out, they're rioting, and yeah. Loki's still in his cage, and he's just like lying on his back, tossing the objects to himself. Oh no, he was reading. He he's was reading. reading. I love that. I love Loki. He's a great character. He really so, is.
1: Yeah, he's it, it, pretty cool.
2: My favorite moment with Loki, though, is when so somebody comes and delivers the news to him that his mother's dead. And he he has a temper tantrum or a grief moment, whichever, however you want to perceive him. Um, but in some ways, he is ultimately a small... Spoiled child. Small, small, spoiled, and broken child. Small, spoiled, broken. I'll give you all of those things. And he breaks all the furniture in his room. And then Thor comes down. And he sees Loki. To see Loki. Mm -hmm. And it looks like nothing's wrong with the room. Like it's perfect and whatever. And then Thor says no more illusions. And he lets the illusion fall. And all the furniture's broken. His hair's a mess the whole thing and in that moment he is a little bit vulnerable and i think that's a very good character moment for him uh the other moment that we're in which he's vulnerable is when he uh, he um magic's an illusion of his mother into the cell to have a conversation with him she's not uh, she's obviously not there when he lets the illusion fall
1: mm-hmm.
2: like he he materializes her simply because he needs her um and the fact that he does that means that he unlike anyone else can hold on to her a little bit more than anyone else but at the same time it's a little pathetic too do you know what i mean like so maybe she's not coming to see him because she's disappointed in him
0: so he no she wasn't allowed to oh didn't flat out said she will never see you again it's not happening really yeah you're she is the only reason
1: yeah, he did say that partner,
0: and she will never see you again. And he made it clear that that was his decision, not her. Oh, wow. Yeah. I
2: missed that.
0: And I wasn't asleep. No, yeah. you weren't asleep. No, I missed
2: yeah. that. So, um, so, but there's a, there is an air of patheticness to it in some way to, you know, this man who is so maniacal, still has to conjure up a hologram of his mother.
0: Well, you know what it actually reminds me of? It reminds me of something that Michael Weston says in Burn Notice about, about um, third world dictators who are absolutely horrible, you know, mass murderers, and they'll lock people up in a heartbeat and torture them and do whatever. And what it boils down to is that they are spoiled little rats who, who want a mommy, like, you take everything away and they they just want someone to pat them on the head and tell them everything's going to be
2: all right. And and—and that they're a good boy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And yes, I love you. I love you. You're wonderful just the way you are. And that's kind of what Loki is. You're right. You know, he is a mass murderer and he would murder again in a heartbeat mm-hmm. if he could, but he still wants that sympathy. Then mm-hmm.
2: he wants his mom to tell him he's doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. Even though he would commit genocide.
0: Oh, he tell her what? <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I mean
2: those were the most interesting parts of the movie. I mean you have Thor, who's Thor.
0: Oh, oh, oh! But that oh. that reminds me. Okay, and I asked Anaya at one point, and it was at towards the end or at the end when she was actually awake and you know um, thinking straight instead of thinking about protesting that she wasn't sleeping. But I don't think that Thor has any character flaws in this movie whatsoever he's all honorable he's all straightforward you know take care of what needs to be taken care of in a lot of ways he's he's Captain America just without much personality
1: yeah yeah and and this one definitely he's he's definitely the he plays the straight the straight character like the straight man yeah yeah
0: Which, maybe the reason why I found that so odd was because, you know, we just watched Iron Man 3 and Tony Stark has so many flaws, it's not even funny. Yeah. It's, I guess, because his one biggest
2: flaw was his hubris, you know, his his cockiness. Maybe not even hubris. Tony Stark has hubris. Um, Thor had arrogance, you know, in the first one. this, This, you know... Need head brooder, not brooder, this need head like warrior who's going around, you know, winning battles and running women. And, uh, and
0: did he run women?
2: It was implied. Yeah,
0: well, okay.
2: Um, and then you now you have this chaste, somber princeling, you know, and and I don't know, there was
0: the hand sack.
1: the hand (laughs) sack
0: oh Rich, you you missed so much commentary you really did um no the part the part where thor and what the heck is your name thank you jane that one the boring one um they're standing they're standing on the you know the palace precipice or, or balcony or whatever and they're just looking longingly into each other's eyes and their hands just reached out to each other. And so we were making... And, well, <laughs> and
2: he was, he was showing her, show, demonstrating for her how the, the, what was it called, with the nine worlds lining up, the...
1: The convergence?
2: The convergence. He was showing her with their hands what that looks like.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
2: And, gotcha. and Jeanette's right. It was, <laughs> it was hand sex. And, uh, and that's, that's it.
0: Gotcha.
1: <laughs> um, gotcha. So
0: mostly chase. And there was some smooches in this one, too. I don't think they, they kiss at all in 4-1, do they? Yeah, they do. She, oh, do they? Yeah, she
1: goes- yeah okay. right at the end, I think, yeah.
0: What's that?
1: Right at the end, right?
0: Yeah. 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 It is a little bit tragic that, what, she had to go two years where she's pining after him, and let's face it, she kind of can't get over him because he's practically a god um and she's living with a bunch of mere mortal humans so that's a little bit tragic i did feel bad for her about that i have to say sea
1: bass yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's yeah there's someone you can sit there and say sea bass to i mean there was options
2: <laughs> come on at least chris O'Dowd has a
0: personality <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't wear a curtain <laughs> Oh come on that's kind of a hot curtain You gotta give him that It's a hot curtain oh, oh another good part of the movie Was where and I was so Stunned at this But in the very beginning where Thor it Comes to you know help his friends out In their their battle against the Nine what what's it, World provinces whatever Realms. Realms thank you I knew I didn't have the right word Um, He comes to help them out And, you know, there's all this fighting, and then everyone just clears the field, because here's this monstrous rock creature uh, who's come to fight also, and it's Thor against the monstrous rock creature, and Thor just smacks him once with a hammer, and he falls apart. I'm like, oh, dead after one swing, huh? Oh, no, really? Dead after one swing? Okay, then. Um, So that was was entertainingly surprising, I had to say.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was... <clears throat> I don't know. I thought that, w- I thought that was a pretty cool moment too. Yeah,
2: Jackie
0: Chan didn't look anything like he did in the first movie. Though. I, I, I'm Jackie, that. Jackie Chan was much more attractive in Thor one. They should have stuck with that character. Even though I didn't even understand his point in this movie. He's, he's there for all of what? One minute in the very beginning. And then he's there for all of one second in the end. And yeah. that's
1: it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, Maybe it was one of those, like, contractual obligation things. It's like all of the members of Thor's, you know, merry band of people have to be in the movie because it's Thor. So here's your scene guy. I don't know. Seems weird.
0: It does seem weird. It also seems weird that they gave all that triangle tension between Thor and Jane and uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. I didn't really do anything with it. That's true. And I didn't sleep through the girl fight. No, there was no girl fight. Yeah, okay.
1: no, there was totally no girl fight. Yeah, yeah that that was kind of weird. I mean, <clears throat> but Thor definitely like just shut her down, though.
0: Did he? When?
1: Like during the during the party.
0: Oh, see, I I kind of got the impression that he had no idea she had a crush on him. He was completely, totally oblivious, dense male.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Like maybe, maybe that was just the impression that I got because his nature is to engage when there's hints of that kind of stuff. But you can obviously tell. Excuse me. uh, You can also you you can obviously tell that he has feelings for, for Jane, and that's where his mind is right there. Mm-hmm. So like even even when um you know when given the opportunity you know he'll choose to you know politely decline. So you know like in the in the way that he said um you know like I'll you know I'll always like respect your service and your advice or something like that. He said it in such a way where I I took it as it's like yeah you got you're cool but you know, we're, we're here. Not like, not, not here. Not, not there.
0: I, again, I didn't see it that way when I was watching it, but you do make a very good point. So perhaps that's exactly how it was meant to be. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's Thor. So, you know, maybe the director didn't give it that much thought But <laughs> it.
0: Mean, okay. That brings up a very interesting question though. I do rather feel as if, The the script writers, the producers, even the actors don't put as much into the Thor movies as all the other ones.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think it might be that the subject matter is so kind of all over the place. I, I, I kind of feel like they want Thor to be, you know, kind of like the, you know, the fantasy swashbuckling adventure of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they can they can kind of like pull that that fantasy you know that fantasy element out of the lore mm-hmm. um you know because you're literally talking about like you know gods and and realms that don't exist you know on earth and you know things that the rest of the Marvel characters just can't fathom um, you know going on so in a way you know it's, it's kind of like you know well what what can we do with Thor and then someone in a room that you know was you know, was in the pre production room, just started screaming out, make it Lord of the Rings light, you know, and, and Yeah. And you know, and and you know, like throw some comedy in there and, you know, like do whatever, but we have to tell a story, so put it in this confine. And that's how a Thor movie gets made. Because, you know, looking at stuff that you know was like early preview stuff for Ragnarok, it it's looking like that's where they're gonna wind up headed. Um, you know, with that movie. So that's the the name of the the Thor three. Okay. Um, you know, and that one's supposed to be like crazy, epic, like lunacy, like you know, wall to wall. So, yeah, we'll really
2: see. it's very good. That's the. Pro- I I support what you is saying. Like, if you're gonna put this much money into a production, because these films are exorbitantly expensive, mm. like you're not gonna hire the crack team of writers, you're not gonna give Thor a character flaw you're not going to make it compelling to the viewer. I mean, obviously you don't need to because right. you make it either way. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they do. Okay. I mean, Thor does. Okay. <clears throat> but,
2: you, but you don't respect your audiences enough to,
1: yeah.
0: to put the, uh, do you need anything else? Apparently? Yeah. I guess not.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I mean,
0: I don't know. I just,
1: I mean I don't, I don't go to the Thor movie for the abs, so
0: <laughs>
1: you know, there's gotta be something for me. You know. <clears throat> but um
0: Well and, and in my defense, let me just say real quick, I, I actually do not agree with the comment I just made. I was referencing um Honest Trailers, which does an awesome job of summarizing yep. Thor one and two. Yep, yep. They're so good. They're great. I, I probably like honest trailers a bit too much. I think actually the one afternoon the three of us spent at least an hour going through a trailers that
1: is very true yes, yes it's <laughs> it is highly recommended Any, a, anyone listening should go and check it out
0: feature it was more like a fooling feature yeah feature what we were yeah. yes yes oh, oh and the best one though was not even for a movie it was for a game it was for candy crush or something like that yes
1: yes <laughs> that one was great <clears throat>
0: But anyway, anyone listening, I'm telling you, go watch the Honest Trailer to Thor. It rocks. So, back to my originally
2: posed question. Greenwich gets destroyed by Gollum and Thor. And the ship falls on Gollum. Obviously, he dead. Yep. But how did they get out of him?
1: Um... I'm sure that a representative of Asgard and or Xena warrior princess goes and extracts the ether from Malakin's dead body.
2: But how did he die if the ether was
1: in him? Huh? How did he die if the ether was in him? I mean, you could still die. Jane Foster was going to die because the ether was just going to eat her.
2: But then doesn't she need a host?
1: The ether needs a host? Yeah, absolutely. It would just go find another host. Oh. But there was nothing on that planet. Oh. There was nothing for it. There was no f- nowhere for it to go, so it was basically trapped under the, the under- ship.
0: Okay, 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 wait. Speaking of nowhere to go... That's how I felt in this movie. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, no. At the beginning, where they're like, we need to bury this where, you know, no one can ever find it. Why in the world do characters always say that? It's so cliche and it never works. You think that they would learn after a little while, right? Well, the yeah. other issue I had with, I mean, maybe Anthony
2: Hopkins also had a contractual obligation to have in so many lines in the movie, but the other issue I had with this was that his acting. Well, yeah, he was like a wooden peg instead of you know. Sir Anthony Hopkins, who received the OBE for his acting services, um, but the other issue I had is when they're at the book, the, and actually the book was a little cool, where um, Odom was sort of giving Jane Foster the the lowdown on you know the Dark Elves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Thor says, "My mother used to tell me this story." or my mother used to tell us these stories when I was young. Why in the name of Odin did they not have small Loki, small Thor in bed, getting the story told by mom at the beginning? I probably would have shed a tear for her if I had seen that at the beginning. Why was Anthony Hopkins very woodenly reading the story from a script line by line? That's a good yeah.
1: question. That is true.
2: That would have been... That would have set up her death so much more effectively yeah. than just about anything else.
1: Yeah. do
0: speak the truth.
1: Really the, really, the way it happened was, you know, she just... Fights it. Yeah, she just gets in a fight and it's like, oh, okay. You know, now it's... You know, it was, the odds were like two on one or whatever,
0: right? But I we had when no, she loses, and the thing is, is that I feel as if she could have been an awesome character, correct? Yeah. But she wasn't given a chance to be right. And if we had, if they had taken some of their billion-dollar
2: production budget and used it to dress and make up Renee Russo and hire Small Loki and Small Thor again. To have them to get told a bedtime story that then Thor later references my mother used to tell me this story when I was younger, it would have pulled on my heartstrings. Yeah. My God, we went to see a small child's movie today and I saw like a small child at it. Like, I did nothing, didn't shed a tear for her, whatever her name is. I don't even know her name. Like, Thor's mom.
0: Thor's
1: yeah. mom. Like, <laughs> or something like that. I can't I don't know how to pronounce it but it's like FRE something something A.
0: Okay.
2: Whatever. Yeah. Don't still don't care.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, well you won't have to worry about her in the next movie so
0: <laughs> <Out>. She's gone. <laughs>
1: Unless she shows up in flashbacks, but
0: I would have much rather had Odin die than her. I agree. Yeah. Cuz again, Anthony Hopkins and I know he is a good actor, and yet it did not show in this movie.
1: That's true. Yeah, just, there's just some problems there.
2: To be Odin, and then the whole Lord of the Rings cast would have been <laughs> <all> together.
1: <laughs> nice. Good times. Oh, Same.
2: Throwing Elijah Wood somewhere in there. Yep. He's yep. An intern.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: What was his point, except for Cat Dennings to make out
1: with him?
0: Yeah, he barely even provided comic relief.
1: He didn't do that
0: because he didn't have enough screen time to do anything.
1: I mean, he saved her life.
0: Yeah, but who cares about her?
1: All right, well, okay.
0: It's <laughs> annoying.
1: He did it in a pretty cool way.
0: Yeah. Eh. No?
1: All right.
2: I don't recall this. Was I asleep?
0: No, uh, no. that's why she starts making out with him. Oh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which he, was
0: what's going to happen from the very beginning while she's calling him the intern, and he's insisting, you know, my name's Ian, my name's Ian. The intern, intern, come along. You, I mean, considering who she is and considering the dynamic between them, of course they were going to have at least a make-out scene. So, yeah, called yeah. that.
1: Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, so... So the way that scene ran, ran down was, you know, the dark elf, crazy, creepy mask people are running around and, um, they were chasing them around and they had just gotten ported by the, you know, accidentally by the, you know, transdimensional thingy that like is supposed to work a hundred percent of the time, but doesn't, um, (laughs) <laughs> so they get transported into an area where that gravity thing that gets referenced in the beginning of the movie is, mm-hmm. where the kid, like, you know, spins an entire, you know, cement truck around in the air. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Ian notices that and then takes a car and then throws it on top of, like, two or three of the Dark Elves right before they're going to, like, get Kat Denning's character. Oh! He, oh. Does, it, he does it, like, Hulk style. yeah.
0: Oh, I was so confused. Thank you, Rich. You just clarified so much for me. Okay, yep. and then
1: go. and then she and then she's like, "Oh my God, you saved my life!" And I'm like, "And ta-da, that bit." Yep. There you
0: go. Because I was like, "How in the world did he get so strong to throw that thing?" Now yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But again, but I I feel as if I'm justified in my confusion because that point was so far removed from the beginning that i had practically forgotten about it yeah
1: well i mean the only other thing you have to remember which is the reason why i had a problem with the bet with the end of the movie was in the beginning the kids know that when you throw something through the portal sometimes it doesn't come back because it winds up in one of the nine realms right so you know in the beginning when things were going through the portal and then they wound up still on midgar or in an some other place or and the weird dark world thing i was okay with it but then all of a sudden when it was like specifically you need to go here you need to go here you need to go here and it was happening i'm like it doesn't work like that that's why i had the problem because if the 10 year olds could figure it out then the movie should have been able to figure it out at the end
0: yeah i agree i um i also didn't understand eric's point in this whole entire plot also why was he naked
1: i don't i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean I, I guess this is the the after effects of being mind controlled by Loki,
0: but he seemed fine at the end of the Avengers,
1: yeah, I mean he did
0: he fish about the whole thing, he regretted it, but he didn't seem mentally altered
1: yeah i I don't know that's that's really weird.
0: Naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can think better without his pants on like really people, really. And he was naked.
1: <laughs> I was, I was just not down with it. Danae was awake for him being naked, just in case you didn't get
0: the, that.
2: Memo. All three times that they showed it, because you uh, know it wasn't enough to show the news broadcast once. They showed it three times. Yeah, they totally did. And Jeanette, when we know this already, and I went, yeah, but Cat Dennings doesn't apparently, and she's too stupid to figure <laughs> it out the first time, so they had to show it a second. <laughs> I find her to be annoying and stupid. And she doesn't have any depth. She plays the same character in everything. That is true. Yeah, she's a character actor. Stupid snarky girl. It's going to last until her boobs start to sign. Oh,
1: my God. Wow.
0: <laughs> Claws are out. That wow. Was, that
1: was <laughs> out of control. <laughs> not inaccurate that's true very true girlfriend speaks the truth just saying all right so all right well i guess um this be part of the uh the podcast where we do like you know the typical impact on mcu thing uh i kind of said my piece about it but what do you guys what do you guys think like you know as far as impact on the greater mcu what what do you guys feel about it?
2: I still don't care. Yeah,
0: I mean,
1: <laughs> excuse
0: me. Um, I feel as if they could have included the necessary parts, and there were very few necessary parts. Mm-hmm. Um, into a completely different movie without without breaking too much of a sweat. So. That's true. Also, I don't think that this was all that impactful.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose you're right. You know, like, I mean, I guess the movie, the movie provided the audience an excuse to know that you know Loki got out of prison and he's still hanging out. Yeah. You know, and that there's another Infinity Stone. It does crazy things to people, and it is now in the hands of the Collector. Um, well,
0: that's of Guardians of the Galaxy, but, uh, that, that particular character dies in all of what? Uh, he has five minutes of screen time, all told. Who, the, the Collector? Yeah. Yeah. Die though. Really? He,
1: yeah, he doesn't die. He's around. He, he's hanging out.
0: Oh. Yeah. He was in the room when the explosion happened. Yeah, yeah
1: was, but so was, yeah, uh, so was Quill and, uh, What's her face? But
0: We are gonna have so much fun when we get to that movie just <laughs> that <word. laughs>
1: There's only two more to go. <laughs> yeah,
0: what what's up next?
1: Uh Captain America.
0: So ah uh, yes, yes, alrighty. I'm uh,
2: the I'm the neophyte on that one. Yep, I
0: might be a fan girl by that point.
1: It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one.
0: Yep, it is.
1: I I like it a lot. Um uh-huh. <clears throat> I mean, so what what do you what do you think, Danae? What do you think about like, overall impact on the MCU.
2: Yeah, I still don't care about it.
1: Still don't care? <laughs> All right. So, this story is just not your well, thing. Don't care. Yeah.
2: Didn't realize that thing was an Infinity Stone until you told me.
1: Gotcha. Because
2: gotcha. Um, that's unclear. It just seems like a creepy thing that people don't want to touch. but yep. do- Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and in fact, it, it actually isn't referenced as an infinity stone until the collector says it's an infinity stone and that's in the mid credit scene.
0: Yeah. I have to confess that I don't even remember this thing being referenced in the actual movie. And then it shows up in the end and I'm like, huh? It's the thing that Jane Foster had in her side of her body. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's, oh. the, it's the same thing. Yep. Just,
0: just In an orb now.
1: Yeah. It's, it's contained so it doesn't, like leak out and infect somebody.
0: Oh, dang. Okay. Yep. yep. I missed that quite obviously.
1: Well, we, we didn't know that it happened until they just show up in that mid credit scene with it in the containment unit. So that's another fault of the movie. Like you have a major plot point that is the climax of the movie. Like, you know, like, Oh, it's, you know, the, the either is subdued, the convergence, you know, passes and, and the universe doesn't blow up. Hooray. And then you don't have a scene where, you know, somebody from Asgard goes and collects the ether. Like, that's weird.
0: Yeah, I was obviously very confused. So, once again, Rich, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. yeah. So, wait. um, I had a question.
2: Wait, so the Collector calls it an Infinity Stone? Yes, he does. And... Is
1: there an end credit scene? Because we watched the mid credit scene. Yeah. There was solely an end credit scene. It was kind of superfluous. Um, it's, uh, I think, Kat's ending's character and Jane Foster in that house at the end of the movie where they're just hanging out. Um, I, I think they actually start the movie in the, the same house, too. Um, and then Thor shows up and then she runs out to him and he's like, oh, yeah, kiss face. And then, um, then it cuts to the area in I guess it's still in Greenwich, where they first find the, the temporal anomaly. And another thing that is kind of like a big problem in the movie at one point the the big giant like monster of doom thing comes through the portal and is in midgard like in, in in uh on Earth. That it cuts to the scene where the thing is still bouncing around, like chewing things up in that place in the very, you know, from the very beginning of the movie. It's just like playing like a puppy. And I'm like, how does this thing still exist? Like, this is ridiculous. The thing is like on the loose and Thor doesn't care. He's too busy kissing in Jane. I'm like, what? And that's the end of the movie. That's that is literally the end credit scene. This thing is just like wreaking havoc.
2: Are you? Th- Where's Midgar?
1: We're on Midgar. Oh well,
2: this is
1: Midgar. Yeah, yep. Great. To the to the uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. What, what what is this? This is Norse, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Norse mythology. Yeah. This. Yeah. So.
2: Fascinating. Yep. We missed that too. Yeah.
1: All sorts of problems with this.
0: Uh, again, I, and I really feel as if I actually did watch the movie, but apparently I missed a heck of a lot. My gosh. I'm feeling a little sheepish right now. Not going to lie.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> all good. <laughs> so, but anyway, well, I guess for you guys, we get, we get to. You know, wipe wipe the uh, the the, you know, the the tarnish that that Thor put all on on our on our movie watching experience, and then um, you know, and then strap in for like a real good one. Um, I'm really excited to 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 watch Captain America again. Um, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait, are you really not excited? Nope. not at all. Nope. Why? Didn't want to see it in the first place.
1: Oh my god. It's okay. so good.
0: It real. I mean, I thought that it was going to be my favorite out of the whole entire list of these movies. Um, after watching Iron Man three, now that takes the cake. But but Captain America two is still still number two and a close one too. It's it's really good. It is.
1: You're like it's and,
0: gonna be a believer by the end of the movie.
1: Yeah, and 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 great, like character, writing, you know, yeah. Like,
0: and what about the plot? Is it?
1: Yeah, no, it's really awesome.
0: That's good. Um, my biggest objection to the movie is Scarlett Johansson's hair. Let's put it that way. That's a wig. It's still bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Hair. So, yeah, that's our next one. And we yeah. will get you a date in August when that's happening.
1: Yep. So, yeah, yeah in, the, in the meantime, like, I don't know. We might, you know, I've been thinking about playing around with some stuff so some stuff might hit the feed or you know or the or the web um i guess if we're getting into the housekeeping stuff um besides uh sharp angles at bacon ice com, which is an email address i forgot to give you guys last week for communicating with us um you can also uh communicate us communicate with us i should say on the Twitter, um, at, at sharp angles, BIC. Um, and, uh, you know, you can go ahead and say hi and, you know, maybe even like put out some suggestions for things to, for us to, to start watching in the interim and doing flashcasts and stuff, you know, you know, engage with us, you know, and then we'll, we'll engage back. So.
2: So, yeah, so Jeanette and I may actually do a flashcast about we're watching Gone Girl tonight. So Ooh, that's yeah, a good one. We've been having some good discussions about book versus movie kind of thing. So cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, we might need some technical assistance setting that up, but it's a possibility.
1: Yeah, it's it you know easy enough to do. So yeah, but uh.
2: Our production manager is currently out of
1: state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm here at the, uh, the home of bacon ice cream up in central Jersey. Well,
0: Danae and I are down here in Maryland. So. Maryland.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, um, I think that's about, about wraps it up. Um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll sure. be that, uh, that flashcast. And, um, yeah, you know, we'll uh, see you next time with some Captain America. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm Rich.
2: I'm Janae. And I'm Jeanette.
1: And we'll see you next time on Sharp Angles. See you later, guys. Okay.
2: Bye.